Tasha and fell in love. Yeah. Tasha found the love she wanted. Tasha and Zach C fell in love in the heart of summer. It was hot as hell. Everyone was sweating, but we got through it. Tasha and Zach, they are in love together. They got down on one knee, and now they make him better. <laughs> Tasha, how the hell are you, Rose Betches? It is Edward, it is I. Tasha fell in love. Her and Zach C are running off together. Happy, happy, happy Christmas. Um, all right, so here's the deal tonight. Action-packed episode and fantasy suite episode tonight. So viewer discretion, if you're watching on YouTube, listener discretion is advised. We're going to talk about sex. So, you know, it's just going to happen. And my microphone's drunk. Let me try to fix this. Phone number. So Tasha got married. It is my, myself, and I tonight. But do I have an episode for you? So don't go anywhere. Get your warm coffee. Enjoy your beautiful late December day. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're recapping Monday night's episode. We're recapping Tuesday night's episode. We got Fantasy Suites. We got the finale. We got a, a massive debate that I put on Rosebud's podcast on Instagram. So uh, we're going to settle one body part about Tasha that people are DMing us about. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, we got clips, segments. We got booze. Cheers to all my betches because no one's with me. So I got to drink alone and try to stay up because I love you guys. So uh, we're going to get into it tonight. And let's just let's just go ahead and do it again. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, Rosewood Podcast on Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, new website, Google it, link in the show notes, all that bullshit. All right. So I'm just going to give you my overall thoughts, and then I want to hear from you guys. Um, congratulations, XZ. Spoiler, I guess. Um, she got married. I, you know, I think for me, when uh, they did the dancing date with like the weird like dancing people on Tuesday night that's when I knew okay the bachelor is trying to create this world in which we fall in love as a viewer with the Zach and Tasha love story so once I saw that I was like oh it's Zach and they're doing it so I'm happy for them I think it was a lot of people sending us DMs a lot of people are happy about it I have so many issues on the bullshit editing that went down Poor baby Ben. What the hell went on with Ivan and the religion? I got that clip. We need answers, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Um, and that's that. I mean, I think, though, I think it's, like, kind of serious. I have a huge issue with no after the final rose. I know COVID and all that bullshit, but... And I'm sorry, not bullshit, but I know it's COVID times. <laughs> but, like, I, it just ended, and we went right, right, right to Matt James. I'm supposed to be pumped about Matt James. I don't get my after the final rose. Are they still together? Is Leo Na Neil Lane still at the La Quinta? We need answers, folks. All right, let's get into it. Monday night, Ivan, world's longest kiss. Um, absolutely love Chris Harrison showing up, and I think if you guys are faithful Rose Betches listeners, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Big Pauly as the color commentator. Electric. Not quite. Rest in peace, Fred Willard. No one will be... Fred Willard, obviously, but having Big Pauly, who is Bachelor Nation royalty, and if you guys are like, who the hell is this guy? I think he's like a security guard or a production manager, but he's always on set, and he always makes like cameos. You know what I mean? He's like in, in Jerry Springer when the guys get in fights and the guy comes out to rescue. That's Big Pauly, but of the Bachelor world. So obviously we're on COVID budget. We can't be getting color commentators in there. So I love Big Pauly as a color commentator. However, I do have an issue with one thing Chris Harrison said. He said, um, 
Polly was an orphan found on a glacier. Was that a joke? Or was Polly <laughs> Was Polly actually an orphan on a glacier? Because I need more if that's the case. Do you know many orphans? First of all, do you know any orphans besides Annie? Second of all, an orphan found on a glacier seems like a scene out of Frozen? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I didn't know if it's true. Phenomenal music. Now, here's my issue with the Ivan and Tasha situation in the, um, I almost called it bathtub, in the ice cold tub. They needed to make out more. Like, they would have, it's common knowledge, guys. Like, the more active you are, the less cold you'll be. So the fact that they were just, like, locked lips, lips touching lips, and that was their kiss, they weren't moving at all. Like, if there was tongue and making out, I know they were so cold. I understand that. But you could have helped yourself out a little bit if there was tongue and you're, like, making out. I think you would have been warmer. There's a million stats out there that kissing burns a lot of calories. Sort of sucks. But, like, you would have been warmer. So I had a huge issue with them shivering. Like, you could have controlled the situation. However, while we were shivering, Ivan's hand placement on her ass was incredible. Hey, I'm so cold right now, and I want to break this record, but I also need to put my hand on your butt. <laughs> and, I mean, the move of the night. Talk, talk about the smartest bachelorette ever. Tasha wearing a one-piece bathing suit to give herself her body more coverage was genius. All Ivan had was a bathing suit and then, like, skin-on-skin contact. At least Tasha had the one-piece. So kudos to Tasha for that. You knew they were going to break the record. That's one of those things where, like, obviously they break it. I, You know, clearly they were low budget because no one from Guinness Book of World Records was there. And I know for my job, like, getting an actual person from the Guinness Book out to a thing costs, like, minimum, like, $10,000. So, obviously, we just, like, said we broke it. And then they had the trophy on site. Great job. Kind of remind me of, like, I think, I think, uh, Sean... Maybe Sean Lowe. I don't know. Someone did this before. You had Evan and Carly doing it. They loved this longest kiss thing. Thought it was great. I would have I would have not done it. I would have been like, nope, I ain't doing it. Like, you're great. I may love you, but I ain't jumping in that tub and kissing you and shivering for six minutes. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Um, all right, so nighttime Ivan date. Guys, what were the white things hanging from, like, the laundry things did you notice that there was like white papers and i know it's decorative and all that bullshit but what was it it was very distracting it was blowing in the wind it looked like white paper machetes that you make in like kindergarten art class what the hell was hanging from the laundry string thing now we have the first says ivan says i'm falling in love with her now you guys know how i feel about falling in love or so i'm in love with i'm getting there which i'm almost there which i'm at a red light which i'm at a yellow light but then guys the biggest travesty of possibly the season is Ivan's fantasy suite being in a trailer RV thing. Now, cute, romantic, sure. But this is The Bachelorette, Bachelor Nation, The Bachelor. This franchise rents out castles and freaking will fly in a camel from Africa or some shit. But for the fantasy suite, I know COVID times, we're doing an RV. Now, I think that would have been really cool, like, not on The Bachelorette. I think if you did that with someone you love or a girlfriend, like, that would have been really fun. 
However, on The Bachelorette, when people are getting castles and you see what Zach C. got, for Ivan to be in an RV, I would have been livid. I would have thought it was a joke. Like, oh, this. Think about it. You watched a show. You are lucky enough to get to Fantasy Suite. And you get an RV. <laughs> I did Cousin Eddie. That there, Clark's an RV. Shout out Christmas Vacation. Best Christmas movie of all time. Don't at me. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was a huge situation. And I want to know what Ivan really thought of it. And, like, what the hell did they talk about? Because we saw at the end of the night the reason he got eliminated was over religion. But unless I was drunk, which could have been the case, guys. Could have been drunk last night. Did I miss something that they had this big discussion about religion and it was a deal breaker? Did did I miss that? Or was everyone else as confused as I was? Because, like, where was the religion talk? In the RV? You talked about religion in the RV? We don't hear shit? And then, the next day, you get sent home? And he didn't even put up a fight, but I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I am getting ahead of myself. Um, last thing about the RV. Would have been very funny if they showed the RV, like, rocking at night from, you know, the sex they had in the fantasy suite. Uh, it would have been very funny because it was on wheels. Thought they could have done that. And then Ivan walking back in with the guys is so awkward. Remember, I think, I forget what season it was, but there was a lot of shit for when the girls came back after fantasy suite with some bachelor and they're like, how dare you do that? Well, it's like, now you had to do it. You're quarantined together. These guys love each other. I, I, it's just so, I want one time, if I'm ever on the show, one, and not that, I, I mean, if I was in the position, I would be like, yo, dude, you, like, come on. Like, I'm about to spend a night with her. Did you spend a night with her? Like, am I getting your sloppy second? I mean, you got to ask it. And I think I wonder I want to talk to someone that's been in a fantasy suite from the show. Like, do you guys talk about it? Like, hey, did you sleep with Brendan last night or did you sleep with Johnny last night? Because listen, like, I don't want to. And also, everyone's so horned up on this show, especially quarantined edition. Like, being number one had to be the best part. But also, if I'm the lead, I don't know if anyone cares about this. But if I'm the lead, I don't know if. I would be able to go all the way with all the people. The the the, the guilty conscience of sleeping with guy number one on the one night, guy number two on two night, guy number three on the third night is absolutely banana land to me. So I wonder, you know, I who knows if I I think her and Zach definitely did. You saw Becca Kufrin and Garrett when they wake up. You saw Peter and Hannah Brown in the windmill, and I think his name was uh. The one bachelor that was a dog many years ago, the kind of bigger guy, I forget his name. But you know what happens. But I need, like, there to be a less awkward, and I want it to be more, more direct. When the guys look at me, like, hey, did you sleep with her? Oh, shit. Now I have to go. Like, I... And my buddies that don't watch the show say this all the time. It's like, all right, so she sleeps with three guys. She, he sleeps with three guys. And then a week later, you got to get engaged? I mean, yeah, I'd be pissed. When in real life would you do that? That's the only thing about this show that's, like, so... F- the only thing. That's so far-fetched. All right, let's get to Zach. Zach with the painting. Pablo Picasso over here with the painting. Um, I can't wait to explore painting on each other, rolling in the paint. I have an issue with a quote she said, and did you guys pick up on this when she said, uh, my biggest hesitation is getting caught up in the moment? 
what does that mean? Why is that a hesitation? Isn't that, aren't you supposed to be present and in the moment? Or does she mean like she's getting too excited about the right here and right now and she can't really look forward? Maybe I just answered my question. Because then you see in a in the Tuesday night episode with Zach, she's like, this is great, but like, what if in five years, like, I want to do X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's what that meant. But at the time, that phrase kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, be in the moment. But maybe she was thinking, am I too much enjoying, like, this bubble we're in? And when we get to the real world, I'm not thinking clearly? I think that's the yeah, I think I answered my question. Thanks, guys. Thanks for talking that out with me. I also think during the painting dance, they wanted to uh, have sexual relations right there on the paint. I mean, that was hot and heavy. The music, the paint, I guess... What is chocolate? An aphrodisiac? Is paint an aphrodisiac? Obviously not, because you can't eat paint. But I wonder what it is about paint that turns people on. Because you get the naked painters, you get the the naked people that want to be painted. What's it with paint in this goddamn show? Another huge issue? Uh, they looked, I know it was paint, but the color purple on their skins, they looked like very unhealthy. Like They looked like they were about to have a heart attack or needed that fake doctor to come running for Bachelor in Paradise. But that purple of paint, purple color paint didn't look good on them. It wasn't about that. And also, Clarky and the Queen. Obviously, I love it. I think it's phenomenal. The guy is so smooth. You know, he's a, he's a salesman, right? He knows how to sell. Um, but Clarky and the Queen... How, have you said that to people before, Zach? You don't just pull that out of your ass. Or was it an inside joke that you're calling her the queen that we don't know about? Obviously, I loved it. Think he said it too fast to be genuine. Um. All right, so at the nighttime date of Zach C. And guys, don't you worry. You're like, Eddie, what about the wardrobes? Do I have some things to talk about in Best Dress, Worst Dress, and segments coming up in a little bit? Uh. So at the nighttime, I thought this was interesting. She brought up that in the conversation to her mom, she didn't want kids and that she wants five. First of all, God bless you and your vagina and your uterus for having wanting five kids. Second of all, uh, interesting response. When he's like, oh, I thought I always wanted to be the fun uncle, blah, blah, blah. You know, I get that. But I also love that she called him out on it. I think it was so obvious that Zach C was her guy that she was like, all right, I need to find something with this guy. I need to have some struggle. Like, it can't all be roses and butterflies or whatever the hell the saying is. So that was interesting, and then he seemed very stressed. First of all, he always seemed stressed out, but he seemed very stressed out when he was telling her he loved her. Did you guys notice that? He was, like, sweating. He was, like, fidgeting. He looked like a little schoolgirl, all nervous for it to tell a crust that he loves her. Um, and then she says, he says he, he loves you, and then she's like, I love you too, and they make out. But then we zoom in on the makeout session. Obviously an issue, and we talked with Jody last week, like that, we can't have the zooming in on the making out. No one wants to see it, especially with Zach. He does this weird jaw thing. Like, I don't want to see that shit. But that was the fastest Taisha has said, I love you to anyone. Did you notice that, guys? Taisha, he was like, I love you. She's like, I love you. I love you. Oh, my God, I've been wanting to say it. We were, we were oil painting on each other this morning, and I really wanted to say it again. But I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um... Yeah, and then I mean they 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 then he gets a real sweet unlike Ivan who has to like be in the trailer in the RV 
And the editing with the sound bites and the noises coming out of the room. I mean, she's very attracted to him physically, but I also think she's very attracted to, like, the mystique that is Zach. Did you guys catch up on that? Like, she's like, ooh, like, this guy, like, he does that weird, like, pause and, like, trying to be in, uh, like, he's thinking really hard. And it's awkward. You guys know what I'm talking about. I think she likes that. I think she likes that. So then they spend a night together. Obviously, they go bang. And then Zach goes back to the guys. And it is just awkward, awkward city. No matter which way you point it. But even more awkward is the Brendan part, which we got to talk about. So, I mean, Brendan walks in on there. And you just know this date was some shit was going to go down on this date. Do we know he was going to leave? I don't know. Bobby Fisher. Where is he? I don't know. But you guys just knew that the way they were editing this, some shit was going to go down. So then we have the Brendan date starts <laughs> with world-renowned piano player, which I think you call piano players, and I'm not even making this up. Piano players, hit me up. I think you call them penists, right? Like with a T, not pianist. It's penist. I think that's right. Let me know if I'm wrong. I could be very wrong and just be calling him a penis. Whatever. All right, so Neil Lane, it was like a shitty porno. Like, hi, I'm Neil Lane. Or, or, or like, um, the t- <laughs> this is bad. The To Catch a Predator guy, like, that was Neil Lane walking in there. Like, I'm Neil Lane. So Neil Lane's just been chilling at La Quinta? Is that what's happening? All summer with no air conditioning, 7,000 degree heat. Neil Lane just over there making diamonds in his bedroom. Hanging out with Chris Harrison? I mean, the, 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 the gig of a lifetime for Neil Lane. Absolutely un, un, unreal. And was this the most Neil, like the biggest role Neil Lane has played? Like, he was a big character. He had to interview them and talk to them and hold a conversation and try to get things out of them. Like, that's not that easy to do, especially if you're Neil Lane, who's like a name and like a dime. He's not even a media. I think we don't we don't give Chris Harrison a lot of credit because he's been doing it for so long, like what he did with Yosef last week. But that ain't easy to do if you're not used to doing it. So shout out Neil Lane. Kudos to you. I also was like, did you know these are handmade, not machine made? It's like, dude, you're not selling the guy. First of all, I think Neil Lane like is canceled. Not him. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. Don't cancel me. But like the way the diamonds are procured are, is problematic, I think. I'm not really sure about that. But anyway, he's like, they're handmade, not machine-made. It's like, thanks, man. Great music. I mean, Brandon was just just struggling. And I, I want to play the clip right now. You know, I, I, Let's get into the clip where Brendan comes to the realization. I have a huge issue, which I'll get to right after now. But let's play the clip of Brendan telling Tasha he's got to go. You deserve a man that is complete you, you deserve a man who uh, is is healed from his past and uh, and unfortunately right now I'm I'm not that man um, so I'm so sorry um, I feel like I mean sure maybe an you know a younger version of me would have been like really pissed off at you but also at the same time I know what you've gone through mm-hmm. because we both been married before and as much as like I would love to be with you at the end of all of this if you're not ready that's not something I'm going to push you to do I've already fought for someone to try and love me once I'm not going to do it again you know 
So, I mean, it was clear this date was set up to, like, all right, freak him out. And, like, clearly this is something he's telling producers that he's he's struggling with, which is great and phenomenal television. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people, and I know he did a couple of interviews today, which I didn't see, but a lot of people are like, dude, why did you wait this long? And I think he probably wanted to see, like, is it real and what the process was. So I don't, I don't. I don't have an issue. Guys, let me know if you guys do have an issue. I don't have an issue with him waiting till the final three to tell her this. Um, it's just tough. And I, I thought what she said is great. She's like, when I was younger, I probably would have had a problem with this. But, like, I get it. So it was a tough exit. I, I just think Brendan's the type of guy that you can't be mad at. I still think not everything's there. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy. Uh, maybe he's just not an eccentric person, which is fine. He's very intellectual. Which is great. And he's obviously Fred Armisen. Shout out me and that reference for all you haters out there. You know, take a hike. But that was a tough exit. Her crying on a sidewalk. But then did you guys notice he did this weird ITM after the fact? Okay, so normally, listen to me, guys. Follow me for a second, okay? When you get eliminated, you do the exit in the back of the car. And he did that, but he wasn't giving a lot. But then he also did an ITM, which is in the moment interview, like when he's sitting down talking to a camera in a room after the fact. We really don't see that much after a person is eliminated, right? So maybe they didn't get what they wanted out of him in the back of the car, and he had to go do the ITM. I don't know. It was wild. Brendan's got to go. Lovely. He's very hot. If you listen to our Callie House episode, obviously, she thinks she's the hottest guy in the world. I'm sure we'll see him around. Um, it's just tough. I thought it was an interesting breakup. I think a awful quote of Tasha that she should not have said was that I really thought I was going to end up with Brendan. Like, ouch for Zach. <laughs> or at that point, whoever she was going to pick. It's a tough comment to say, yeah, I was going to end up with Brendan. And then, hey, Zach, you want to marry me? It's tough. So bye-bye, Zach. Uh, bye-bye, Brendan. We love you. We'll see you next time. So then Monday night episode ends with Rachel Lindsay showing up. You know, I understand and I applaud again the Bachelorette and the Bachelor franchise for the importance of two uh, African-American ladies to be talking like this, two leads, like the African-American Bachelorettes. Big, big deal in a show that's predominantly white audience, right? So this was a great deal. I, I just... I want to believe, I really do, and you guys know I shoot this shit, shit straight, I want to believe that the point of this wasn't to have Rachel and Lindsay talk, Rachel and Tasha talk to each other simply because they're two black leads. I want to believe that they are close personal friends. Rachel has been in this position before as a lead and wanted to give advice to Tasha. Now, I don't know. You guys tell me. Are they friends? Are they best friends? How do they know each other? Just from being a Bachelor Nation? Thought it was interesting. Could have used more Rachel, to be honest. She always shoots it straight. She's phenomenal. Kind of wanted more of her, to be honest. Um, another interesting part. Tasha keeps saying these things that if I was Zach, I wouldn't be too happy with. When she said she thought after her first one-on-one, she was going to marry Brendan. Then she brings up Ben. And when she brings up Ben, you knew at this point Ben was going to come back, right? I mean, Ben, little puppy dog Ben, obviously hot as hell, in the army, whatever. 
kind of, I'm personally over his shtick, which we'll get to right now. But, I mean, you knew Ben was going to show back up. So he does show back up. He goes to Chris Harrison's room. Chris Harrison clearly was not as taken off guard as Ed was. Because when he got to the room, like, you know, yeah, like, i kind of been expecting you. Like, I'm an executive producer trying to show you, Eddie. Obviously, I knew you were showing up. But then Ben gets to her room, and this is now bleeding into Tuesday night. The eye roll when Ben said I love you from Tasha was incredible. I mean, he has just this dumb look on his face. And then it obviously ends on Monday night, and that leads us right into Tuesday night, which is the finale. And let's just get right into it. It starts with Ben going back to tell Tasha he loves her. She invites him to the rose ceremony. Now, guys, please, what did you think of this? Clearly, at this point, I think, you know, again, this is like, did we miss something with Ivan? I think she invited him to the rose ceremony because she knew I she was going to send Ivan home because of this religion qualm that we don't know about. So she, that was fine. I also wrote down these guys are the biggest simps in the world for Tasha. If you don't know what simp is, Urban Dictionary, it's a big TikTok word. Basically, it's like a simpleton. They'll do whatever the woman says. Tasha, uh, Ben coming back was just, like, unreal. And then, like, I agree with Tasha. Like, I'd be pissed. Like, dude, tell me you love me. You t- and, Well, she said that to him. She's like, you tell everyone else you love me, but you don't tell me you love me? What the hell, Ben? Grow a set. God, it was so frustrating seeing this grown-ass man who's probably done awesome shit in the world come back like a lost puppy dog. Like, oh, I, you know, I told the chef, I told Chris Harrison, I told my mom, I told my mailman, I told everyone I love you, but I couldn't tell you I love you because I was scared shitless. Like, what the hell is that, Ben? It's such bullshit. Dude, if I was Tasha and I understand feelings and all that, but if I was Tasha in that moment... And Ben came back to me like that. I'm like, dude, you suck. Get the hell out. You Like, I'm over you. Tell me you love me. Love me, love me. Say that you love me. Need me, need me. Say that you need That That's what he should have done. Instead, he comes back. Oh, shit, I got sent home. Let me, let me re- retract. Didn't he do this before? He was like, oh, I waited till the last moment a couple episodes ago. I had a real issue with him coming back, guys. And I know we love Soldier Ben. Obviously, he's great. You know, thank you for your service. All that shit. But I think he's a real pussy, if I'm being honest. I'll look you right in the camera, and I think Ben's a big-ass pussy. And I love you, and you're you're a hero for our nation, and you're a hero in your story. But we got to get your feelings intact, man. Part one. Part two. Screw this show. Knowing that he has issues in the past mental issues, putting him through this trauma. That could be extremely triggering for someone. So shame on the show for trying to get a little soundbite if that's what that was. I like to think the Bachelor people that run the show are good people, but we've seen what they've done before. So I don't know. But I had a real issue with the potential trauma they introduced to Ben in this situation. Now, am I overreacting? Probably. (laughs) Probably. Um... I think he's going to be on the show for a while. God knows what his DMs look like. Hell, I would slide into his DMs. Uh, I think he's going to be a player. I think he'll end up with someone great. A phenomenal guy. So I don't even know where we were. But then we get to the rose ceremony. So Ben is back, and it's Ivan and Tasha, 
And this is where we get the breakup. And guys, like it's been a little bit for you. It's been a little bit for me. Let's. I'm gonna play the Ivan and 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 Tasha breakup clip right now. And you guys, let me know. Rosebud's podcast on Instagram. Please let me know if I miss something. But here's the part where they break up over religion. I wish I can say that there are a lot of red flags prior to this week, and there haven't been. It's just like, at the end of the day, religion is like part of like my morals and my beliefs. No, I definitely get it. You know, we found out a lot of stuff about each other, and uh, yeah. I was definitely struggling with bringing it up because, like, you know, all the girls I have dated in the past, you know, it, it never ended because of religion or anything. But I know that's something that's important to you, and I do apologize for that, and I, and I wish I did bring it up a little sooner. Yeah, that is the roadblock for two of us. Yeah. So clearly, you know, my take on this, and we still never got an explanation, I guess Tasha is a very religious person, and it's a big deal for her. Which is great. Everyone should have their faith. and it, But also everyone has, can live their own goddamn life. But I guess for Ivan, this is again my guess, guys. Please tell me if I missed something because it's really bothering me. Did, like, Ivan, is Ivan atheist or is he not religious or what? Like, and when he said, like, I understand, like, he clearly knew, like, all right, this is a deal breaker for her. Like, something's happening and I'm going home. So, you know, I said a while ago that she was going to break Ivan's heart. I don't think it was that shocking to Ivan because whatever went down in their RV situation, I think he knew the breakup was coming over this religion situation, which we don't know about. And the show did a shitty job for not telling us. Give us a 10-second ITM clip. You know, last night in our overnight, Ivan told me XYZ, and I think XYZ. That's why I think it's not going to work. Boom. I just did that. 10 seconds. So that's that, you know, interesting ITM guys or exit interview when Ivan was in the car ride after he got eliminated when he said, um, you know, I don't know if she'll pick anyone. So something. So now I'm thinking about it. Something went down in that overnight beyond sex. I don't know if they had sex because something went down. That made him have this visceral reaction to her. Like, she's not picking anyone, dude. Are you that butthurt that she sent you home over the religion thing that you're just going to, like, hey, she's not going to pick anyone? We need answers. We'll get, to, we'll get to it. We'll get to it for you guys. But we definitely, obviously, need answers. The last thing about Ivan is I thought uh, Tasha's brother and Ivan are identical twins. I... <laughs> I yeah, that's why she sent him home. She's like, I can't bang you. You look like my brother. That'd be weird. All right, so the other night I woke up absolutely drenched in sweat. I mean, you would have thought I was at the La Quinta filming The Bachelorette or, like, I just ran a marathon. I mean, I was covered in sweat. And it's gross. I, I mean, I'm not proud of it. It's just, it is what it is. I was so goddamn hot that I woke up in sweat. And I figured out... The issue was my sheets and my bedding, so I decided to make a change. That's why I found this lovely brand called Eucalypso Home, and they make the softest sheets, guys, and I, I'm a big bed guy, all right? I work from home, you know, a couple times I take meetings from beds, don't tell my boss, but I need soft sheets, and I need comfortable sheets, and I need breathable sheets, and I need sheets that are for the hot sleeper, which <laughs> clearly I am. So, Eucalypso Home. Made from 100% organic eucalyptus, eucalyptus fibers. Um, they're earth-friendly. They're perfect balanced of soft, cooling, and gentle on the skin. Yeah, where do you hear this shit about the skin? 
uh, that I learned through working with Eucalypso. And they are designed for hot sleepers, people with sensitive, breakout-prone skin. Yes, guys, like, the breakouts that are happening can be caused from your sheets. Did you know that? Bet you didn't. Now you do. Some of your old sheets are Petri dishes, all right? And Eucalypso Home is all about people that care about their sleep. They are like a cross between cotton and silk. They are. I wish you guys could like be here right now. I'm, I'm feeling it and rubbing it against my face. So freaking soft. Um, cool to the touch. Ultra breathable. And the sheets are two times softer, three times more breathable. And the best part, ten times more sustainable than cotton sheets. So, I mean, guys, like if that doesn't do it for you, like listen to this stuff. I recently discovered that um, cotton sheets have fibers that trap bacteria and odor that cause breakouts, making your bed a Petri dish. I mean, think about that. Your bed's just a Petri dish of acne causing bacterial. But I am here to save you from that. Eucalypso uh, sheets are hypoallergenic and antibacterial, which provides a clean sleeping environment and prevents acne. And did you know this? Sheets, these sheets are dermatologist recommended. So, you know, if you're having skin issues or you're waking up in sweat like there you guys can change this like I changed it like I was breaking out around my chin changed my sheets I was waking up in sweat changed my sheets and I'm kind of brand new now like I work from home in my bed I have these lovely sheets you know I I love them so I want you guys to experience it and it's like it's 10 degrees in Philly right now right right so I shouldn't wake up sweating but I was sheets were the issue so oh Eddie why should we care because, you beautiful rose betches, I have the deal of a lifetime for you. Buckle up, pay attention, and the link is in our show notes as well. Uh, for 10% off and free shipping your entire purchase, go to eucalyptohome.com and use promo code ROSEBUD. That is eucalyptohome, E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-S-O-H-O-M-E.com using code ROSEBUD, all one word, R-O-S-E-B-U-D. Again, 10% off plus free shipping your entire purchase. Link is in our show notes. Guys, change the way you sleep. Sleep comfortably. All right, I did it, and so can you. All right, so then Ben, now it's Ben's turn to meet the family. Talk about Ben. What a comeback story of the year for Ben. Um, I think the dad, you know, I love Tasha's dad. You can't microwave relationships. Top five moment in Bachelor history. I think he could have been tougher on him. But my big issue with the Ben family day was why the hell are we riding scooters? When do we do a family activity with said family? Dude, I can only imagine. If uh, we had to say to my mom and dad, brother, sister... Hey guys, like we're gonna ride scooters with this girl that I love. Family, <laughs> like get the hell out of here! I ain't riding no scooter. They can come to my house and won't talk to them. Now I get it. Quarantine. We're at a resort. We're not in our hometown. Like fine. Thought that was weird. All right, Zach meets the family. I mean, dude, this guy knows what to say. Zach C. Shout out Philly. Shout out Haddonfield, New Jersey. He knows what to say. Someone who doesn't know what to say is Tasha's mom. I feel like she just Googled, like, what to ask your daughter's boyfriend when she said, where do you see yourself in five years? I literally audibly groaned when that happened. So, where do you see yourself in five years? Bitch, like, come on. We're on the show. Ask me something more clever. How are you going to care for my daughter? How are you going to treat for my daughter? You gonna, How are you going to supply for her? 
Why do you love her? Not where do you see yourself in five years? Christ, literally she Googled what the ass daughter's boyfriend. So I thought that was interesting. I also think Zach absolutely crushed the conversation with Tasha's dad. I mean, that guy knew what to say. He sold me. Hell, Tasha's not even my daughter, and I would have let him marry her. I'm like, yeah, shit, man. You, and it, the thing is, like, that's the difference. This is what I'm trying to say. That's the difference between I think Zach. I'm sorry, I'm mobile. Zach and Ben. Ben's a little. I don't want to say fake, but I think awkward. Where Zach has been through so much shit in his life. He's older. He's mature. He's been married. He's seen like the worst, experienced the worst. That he genuinely knows a good thing, a good genuine thing. He knows how to take care of a woman when it's right in front of his face. And this was the experience with Tasha. So I think when he sat down with Tasha's dad, I think he was very genuine. And I think the dad, the dad ain't a bullshitter. I think that dad saw right through Colton. I would love to know. Did that dad ever, he's like, all right, Colton's a piece of shit. Or did he even meet Colton? I can't remember. But I thought he crushed that conversation. And the last thing with that date, how good did that pizza look? I mean, I don't know if California is known for their pizza, but that pizza looked damn good. That's all I have to say about that. My last overall, like, guys meeting the parents, did you guys notice no one blatantly asked for the dad's hand in marriage? Zach C. kind of brought it up, but I... Unless I was drunk again, I don't remember anyone saying, you know, if the time is right, can I can I marry your daughter? Ben definitely didn't. Zach C. Like, did in a weird about way. I feel like that's a first. I feel like this is a big deal at historically in a bachelor. Like, okay, you must ask for the dad's hand in marriage. And again, maybe they did do it and we just didn't. It, would have been, it just would have been a weird thing for them not to air. But... And because it, it's always the best when the dad's like, no, you can't. I don't know, you douchebag. <laughs> can't marry my daughter. <sighs> oh, man. So that was great. So Tasha's dad then the next day comes to talk to. Tasha's dad comes to talk to Tasha. A lot of people on Twitter are calling out the fact that she sent Ben home wearing the same dress that she was wearing when she was talking to her father. So was it the same day? Was she like, and and maybe maybe we're answering our own questions here, folks. When Tasha's dad was like, you know, I like Zach. Like he gave Tasha's dad gave a real firm answer. I approve of Zach. And then he was like, yeah, Ben's a good guy. You know, he raised his voice real high. And when you raise your voice, people don't really trust you. I like Zach. And Ben's a good guy. <laughs> Thought that was interesting. So maybe then she was like, all right, I got to send Ben home. Ben's not the one. And I think the dad, I think Tasha, this is why I think this relationship actually might work out with Zach and Tasha. Because Tasha's dad reads through the bullshit. You can't microfavor relationships. So then Zach sees the last date. You know, we get the dance instructors. Just very weird. Again, I said this at the top of our podcast episode. I think. This was the Bachelorette trying to sell us on the Zach C. and Tasha love story. At this moment, I was like, okay, they're getting engaged. This is who she is picking. This is what's happening. But again, guys, like, what the hell? We had another serious conversation. We had a waterfall date. I'm sorry, a waterfall in the background, background noise of waterfall during serious conversation. So 
a lot of people are saying because of the dress situation that she sent Ben home and then did the date with Zach basically as confirmation. Like, hey, like you're the only guy left. Am I going to get married to you? I kind of believe it. Because she asked some questions there that was alluding to the fact, like, what's going to happen? You know, she asked all that question, like, what's going to happen in five years if I change and blah, blah, blah. And again, Zach nailed it on how to answer. Nailed it on the finale speech, which we'll get to now. So then when she sends Ben home, um, I thought she had a great saying when she said, I feel like my heart is with someone else else," and sends him packing. And, I mean, it is what it is. The rem- you know, The breakup was very reminiscent of when she broke up with Colton. And I think Ben wanted her to GTFO of his little apartment thing. I think he's like, all right, get out. We're done. And I'm gone. But then it makes you wonder, is this like the only time in Bachelor Nation history where someone has not done an overnight fantasy suite date, but then came back and made it to the final two? I mean, comeback of the century for Soldier Ben. No fantasy sweet date. She ends up sending someone home from the fantasy sweet date. Ben slides on back in there, makes it to the final two with Zach. Was that the first time it's ever happened? Has anyone ever not done a fantasy suite and made it to the final two? I guess is my question. I don't think so. I really don't. So then Zach goes and visits Neil Lane. Again, Neil just having the time of his life at the La Quinta. I'm Neil Lane. Welcome. And then we get to the final proposal. Now, let's talk about the set decor. I was getting real Lion King vibes, guys. I don't know if anyone else was. Maybe it was the desert. Maybe it was Disney in my head. I don't know, but I was getting real Lion King vibes with how hot it was. Um, Again, Zach's speech to her. I looked it up, and I couldn't find it, and I'm sure by the time this episode goes live, it'll be out there. But it was beautiful. It kind of reminded me of the Jerry Maguire clip. Choose me. Pick me. Love me. (laughs) Again, Jerry Maguire, top five movie of all times. Don't at me if you think otherwise. Tom Cruise, shout out Tom Cruise, yelling at people on his movie set. Um, So I thought it was lovely. I thought it was a great, um, a really great engagement. A really great final roast ceremony. Because I do think this love, guys, is genuine. You know, and it, do you disagree? Think about this engagement versus Claire and Dale. Night and day. This had emotion. This had love. This had future implications. Dale and Claire didn't know each other. And we're like, yeah, let's get engaged. So I thought it was great. However, I had a slight heart attack when Zach went on his speech. And then right after Tasha paused, did you guys notice that? Tasha paused, he paused, and the music stopped. So for a split second, I thought, oh, my God, is she not going to accept his hand in marriage? Engaged to be married. Is she not going to do it? Is she not going to do it? But it was fine. Also, I know he was, like, on the verge of crying, but the Zach C. whispering thing, very weird. I thought that was very weird. But whatever. So he proposes... It's great. They're very genuine. Again, I just thought it was so much better than like a Claire and Dale or like an Ari and Becca. Like you knew that shit wasn't going to last. That's why I'm hopeful. I hope it lasts. I don't know. Apparently they're still engaged. No after the final rose was bullshit. But the best part of the finale, the best part of the finale in the proposal, 
them riding off in the taxi. Really, really, really wonderful. Bringing it back full circle. Cute. You're quarantined. Where the hell are you going to go? Um, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. So I got some DMs I want to read um, on your thoughts on the season, but I thought it was really tremendous, guys. I know ratings were down. It was weird with the Claire bullshit. But I really thought it was a mature season from the show. So we'll see what trend they go. Do they go back to the antics with the bullshit and the catfighting? Or do they stick with the maturity? We shall see. All right, couple segments, Bachelor Nation news. Then we got a settled debate that we've been having here within the Rosebuds podcast community. So Walt Whitman Poetry Hour. Uh, Monday night, here we go. All right, all right, all right. Zach C. finally leaning into his Matthew McConaughey lookalike. I loved it. Thought he nailed it. Great job. Clarky and the Queen, we already discussed. After my first 101, I thought I was marrying him. Absolute bullshit for Tasha to say that, knowing she married someone else. Uh, what if he says that I don't believe and then you're in a relationship that is the beginning of the end? I think that was Rachel Lindsay taking a shot at the Becca and Garrett situation. Obviously, Becca and Garrett just broke up because of probably their beliefs. Uh, I thought that was a shot at uh, Beck and Garrett. Did you guys pick up on that? Let me know. Um, and then <laughs> the genuine nature of Tasha to be like, there's a rose ceremony. What do I do with that? And then pointed, absolutely electric. Um, Tuesday night, the only one I really had other than what we talked about, like, are you going to be there or run away every time something gets hard? I mean, I thought that was absolutely incredible. Good for you, Tasha. Alrighty, best dress, worst dress. All right, help me figure this out, guys. A lot of DMs and a lot of text messages from a lot of you in Rosebud's Nation, a lot of you Rose Betches, but also from friends, personal friends who will not be named about uh, Tasha's boobs. Are Tasha's boobs real or fake? This is. I want you to know. I know you guys think I'm ridiculous. Like, all I talk about is Tasha Boobs. This is not me. This is, like, 18 million different people DMing us and texting us and asking, like, do you think uh, 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 her boobs are real or fake? Now, I think also tonight it was uh, exasperated. Shout out me for that word. Because of, like, the outfits she wore. But I think her boobs are 100% real. And I don't, I don't think you need to understand. Like, I don't think I need to explain to you guys like why they're real. But I took to Instagram. Follow us if you're on Rosebud's Podcast. I put it up in the middle of the episode last night, Rosebud's Podcast on Instagram. And this is a live check of the thing. I put, are Tasha's boobs real or fake? 79% said they were real. 79% said they were real. So... I mean, guys, I know they're perky, and I know they're big, but, like, they're definitely real. I don't think Tasha is fake boobs. So if you're team Tasha fake boobs, please explain to me why you think they're fake. Because, I mean, I think they're real. I think they're real, and clearly 79% of you guys on Instagram think they're real. So that's that. I, I just, I, you know, I don't know. They're not fake boobs, guys. I, I don't know what to tell you. So, um, all right. Some other items aside from her boobs. Best dress, worst dress on the night. Guys, stick with me because I have some thoughts. Loved her nighttime dress with Ivan. Episode one. I'm sorry, Monday night. Black. 
shiny, sexy, crushed it. Loved her glasses. We haven't really seen her wear glasses the morning after with Ivan. Big fan of when Tasha wears the glasses. Her burnt orange top with Zach on the Monday daytime date. Now, before the painting and they got naked. I don't know what it is. I don't think burnt orange is her color. It's also like August when they filmed. I feel like burnt orange is more of an October Halloween type of color. Loved her Zach nighttime dress. I think it was like pink or like orange and pink. Absolutely loved it. Her red Brendan daytime dress. Oh my God. Gorgeous, honey. Gorgeous. Her nighttime Brendan dress, silver. Didn't love, didn't hate. Very indifferent. I just thought the silver, I don't know if it's like the material or what. It looked a little cheap to me. And then some guy, uh, Brendan's nighttime black t-shirt. I mean, I guess the guy can get away with just wearing t-shirts and turtlenecks. <laughs> I, I can't, but shout out him. Uh, Tuesday night, Ivan with the gold turtleneck and black jacket. Uh, did he steal this look from Brendan? Did Brendan get like, yo, man, I'm leaving. You need to take my turtleneck look. Or am I missing something in the men's fashion community that turtlenecks and blazers are in? I don't know. Um, all right. Her rose ceremony dress. It had the slit in the middle of the boobs and like a gold chain thing. You know, the slit in the middle of your chest is wild. You need. I wish I had anyone here to talk about this with. I think you need a shitload of boob tape in that situation. Like I've seen that in person. The slit in the middle. And girls with big boobs that do that, I mean, God bless you. She pulled it off. She looks phenomenal. I just like, I want to know what's going through someone's mind. We're like, all right, this dress with the slit in the middle where my boobs could possibly pop out at any moment. I want to know what's going through your mind, guys, gals. Uh, her Zach C. meeting the family white romper. Loved it. But you guys know how I feel about rompers. Zach in all black. When he was meeting the family. Now, I think he wore this due to the sweat situation. He's probably like, shit, I'm sweating a lot. Uh, but he looked like a waiter or like a guy on like a low-budget stage crew. Wasn't digging the all-black from Zach. But you go, Gun Coco. Her final proposal dress, Lynn pointed this out. Um, you know, it was an Aphrodite dress. And I didn't hate it. And it was like a weird Aphrodite. Fine. Loved it. She looked great, obviously. But then Zach's blue suit. Um, great. Oh, love the suit. Love the blue suit. Uh, but I think like he should not have worn black shoes with the suit. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. But I think with a blue suit, you should wear brown shoes. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think blue suit, brown shoes. Don't know. But I love the suit. Um, all right. Some quick Bachelor Nation news. Then we'll get you on your beautiful way. Love you, Rose Bitches. Hope everyone's doing well. Drinking and doing your thing. Ratings from Monday night are way up. Thank God. Uh, 4.93 million viewers on Monday night. That was up from 4.3 the night before. So that's a big chunk. So, you know, by the time this podcast episode comes out, the Tuesday ratings will probably be live. I'd be willing to bet uh, we'll be above 5 million. I think we'll be, or very close to 5 million, which is a great rebound for Tasha. Good work on her end. Um, 
So, you know, I enjoyed that. You know, I interesting kind of episode, but uh, season, so I thought it was good. All right, some other quick Bachelor Nation news I am just going to run through here, and then I got a great tease on what our podcast episode next week is going to look like. You'll want to stick around. I got a special, special surprise for you guys. Um, All right, so Tyler C. is writing a book, comes out in the summer, and it's called You Deserve Better. Will you read it? DM me. I think I would try it. I think I would. Emily Ferguson of the Ferguson Twins got engaged to the NHL player William Carlson. Shout out to her. Does anyone know if the other twin, the other blonde-haired twin, is uh, married or dating? I haven't really paid attention to them. I think they're big on TikTok. I also don't think they're nice people. I think they're mean to people. But, you know, whatever. Congratulations. Big news out of our world. I'm pumped about this one. Chris Souls is in uh, a Christmas movie on the Ion Network called The Christmas Sitters. So, you know, I'm a big Hallmark and Lifetime movie channel Christmas guy. I didn't know Ion's dipping their toe in them, but Chris Souls is part of it. So if you go ahead and watch that, go ahead and let us know what you think. Um, Some COVID news. You guys have to follow Dr. Joe from this season on Instagram. He's obviously a, a doctor in New York. He got the COVID vaccine and put out a phenomenal video on Instagram, and he's going to be documenting his thoughts and how he's feeling, you know, a week, a day, a month on the COVID vaccine. Because obviously, you know, I know it's, you know, it's a big thing in the world, but like the fact that he's using his platform to do that, and this show did him dirty by not giving him any airtime. You go, Doctor Joe. So again, he's doing really cool stuff on Instagram, Doctor Joe with the COVID vaccine. All right, a couple more things here. Guys, you have to watch on HBO Max um, 12 Dates of Christmas. I have no idea what HBO Max is. I have no idea kind of how I found it. Uh, but it's a dating show, and it's it's terrific. I, I, you know, I, This isn't an ad or anything. I just stumbled upon it. Great Christmas, eight episodes. It's like a dating. It's kind of like Love is Blind type vibe. Multiple people. You got um, a gay couple you and you got it's it's a gay man and then a heterosexual man and then a heterosexual woman all trying to find love phenomenal 12 dates of christmas hbo max um all right international city of the week montreal quebec shout out to all our canadians up there in montreal montreal canadians montreal expos r.i.p National runner-up city of the week, Atlanta. So shout out to all my betches down there in Atlanta. I've been there multiple times. Marietta played baseball down there. Stayed at a really cool hotel recently. Shit, what the hell was it called? It was a, it was literally across from the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Damn it! If you guys know what it is, DM me. I forget what it was called. It's beautiful. I also rode the bird scooter around there a while ago. Um, all right. That's what we got. All right, so we have a special surprise episode next week. That is the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve. We're recording it. We got special guests. We got interviews, and it's just it's not going to be like a normal episode. And I don't want to give it away too much, but definitely tune in and tell a friend. Um, it's just going to be a different like format. That's all I'm going to say, and it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of in-person stuff, uh, and that's coming out next week. And then, folks... We roll right into Matt James, baby. Monday, January 4th. Matt James filmed at the Nima Coca-Cola Cola Cola Coca-Cola, Pennsylvania. 
see how that is. We're excited. Hopefully Lynn will be back. Lynn and Emma are doing well. I wish you beautiful rose bitches a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever you celebrate. Be with your family. Be with your loved ones. Wear your goddamn mask. Wash your hands. Rate, review, subscribe on Instagram. Um, please tell a friend. Uh, you know, I love doing this. And I want to keep growing. All right? And I love you guys. I really do. You guys are the best. DM us. Tell, much how, tell me how much you love me. Tell me how much you hate me. Tell me to shut up. I don't care. Whatever. I'm tired of shit. Love you guys. I'll stop talking. Merry Christmas. We will talk to you next week. Hi, this is Patty Cohen. You listen to Rosebuds with Uncle Eddie and Mommy. I love you guys.